Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm not going to make it through this show. Are you okay? I'm choking. Um, got hung up. Was it the water <clears throat> thing again? Nope. Is Just it the air? Kobe? Today was the... Because you weren't eating. Today, I, well, here's what's kind of gross about it is on the break, it's Thanksgiving Day out there. Yep. And so I'm perusing. Yep. See what old spoiled food is still out there. <laughs> and they had some sort of like cinnamon roll bread. And I'm like, I oh. had a piece of that too. I did too. And evidently I didn't finish it all because <laughs> I just sucked half of it into my sinuses. <laughs> Oops. Uh, Chet Lieben joins us. Hello, Chet. Hello, Dave. How are you? Uh, good. If I survive the show. Um, a couple of things <laughs> really? to talk about. Both of them intriguing to me. Uh, let's start with the Supreme Court. So I first kind of got hip to all this stuff with Clarence Thomas and Harlan Crow, and he's given him no need to pay him back loans and all kinds of stuff like this. And then I found out from my friend Wheeler that Harlan Crow has four different cases that are coming in front of the court uh, in which he has interest in these cases. And so that's going to be interesting to see if uh, Justice Thomas recuses himself. But now they have established their own set of uh, ethical rules. Tell me about it. Well, I view this as a a 15-page unenforceable public relations document. Um, Let's let's look at what got us here, which you touched on on some of the issues that now have have, um, taken this court to the point where they are recording low approval ratings. So they got to do something. But now – Chief Justice Roberts says, well, these this uh, ethics code, uh, these are the principles that have long since governed the court's conduct. Well, let's look at let's look at that statement. Uh, And you touched on some of them. Uh, Thomas, for years, was taking uh, private jets sailing on super yachts, courtesy of his multimillionaire buddy, Harlan Crow, six thousand dollars a month. Uh, was being paid for a boarding school tuition for his grandnephew. He had a loan for a luxury RV, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and that loan was was forgiven. Um, Harlan Crow bought his mother's house, the house that she lived in. Alito went on fishing trips by private jets, and and those trips cost a thousand dollars a day which would have been about $100,000 out of, out of Alito's own pocket. That was courtesy of Paul Singer, who also was a high-stakes business um, uh, magnate who had 
cases before the court. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, to, to and all of that required by federal law required um, reporting. They, they were required to report income, assets, and gifts. So, but Alito never reported those strips. Thomas never reported uh, all of the stuff that I just mentioned. So now all of a sudden, when the court is, is recording uh, ro- uh, record low appraise- approval ratings, uh, and now you have a congressional investigation on some of those issues, which or the uh, Senate was threatening to subpoena those those benefactors to include Harlan Crow and to, to include, I suppose, Paul Singer. So now all of a sudden you have a document. Uh, the, here are the ethical rules. Here is the code of conduct um, by which the United States Supreme Court justices must live. But that that code, when you look at the code, the word should, should not, endeavor to, those those words exist throughout the document. The word shall is is missing, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and there's there's no mandatory responsibility here. In addition to that, there's no enforcement provision. So so you know what happens if they continue to to take the gifts? What happens if they continue to to uh, go on these fishing trips and these yachts and and people are paying for for tuitions? Um, you know, if there's no no recourse with respect to that, if there's no investigation and there's no checks and balances, and they're still uh, basically controlling and reviewing themselves, um, what wh- who's going to make the complaint, and and where do you go? You know, remember these are lifetime impo- appointments, and the only remedy for any accountability is impeachment. And when do you think that's going to happen? When do you think that that in this political process that one of these justices is going to be impeached uh, and attempted to be removed from office? I don't think it's going to happen. So so, you know, that's why I say this is this is without any enforcement provision, without any provision to investigate. This is simply a PR document to respond to the low approval ratings and the congressional efforts to to issue subpoenas for the benefactors. So just happy, happy horse crap, as my dad would say. Uh, You know, that's essentially what it is. But but we need I mean, this is the highest court in the land. It stops there. All our lives are controlled mm-hmm. by the United States Supreme Court. That's the last stop. As we've and seen. So you, yeah. Yeah, yes, and so you have these folks uh, th- that are at that high level, you know, doing what they want and basically flaunting it. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean there, there, was, there was no apologies. There was nothing. You would think that after the Alito and the Thomas, uh, all, all of the issues that were publicized with respect to their activities, you would think – that that this court would establish something similar to to what uh, Senator Whitehouse wants to do. He he's got a bill uh, at the Senate that re- would require uh, complaint procedures, adjudication of the complaints by uh, at least um, a, 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 a appellate authority, appellate judges removed from the United States Supreme Court mm-hmm. to make a determination as to whether or not 
um, you know, the, the they have violated this code of professional responsibility. And, and then there's a recusal uh, issue, too. That That's basically, you know, well, maybe you should recuse yourself under these circumstances. Well, as you said, you have these benefactors who have actually cases appearing uh, in which this court has to make a determination, and they don't recuse themselves. You have Clarence Thomas's wife uh, supporting um, Donald Trump and his efforts to, to suggest that there, there's fraud in the electoral process, and he's not recusing himself in those cases. Interesting. So speaking of Donald Trump, uh, two of his former attorneys, Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell, have flipped and they're turning state's evidence and they gave their proffers, uh, which is basically here's what I would testify to. And then the prosecuting attorney or special counsel makes a determination. Yes, this is worth giving you immunity or it's worth cutting you a deal. You can go to prison for one year instead of 20. Uh, we have the sound. Let's uh, which one do you want to play first, Rach? Let's start with Jenna Ellis. Okay. Okay. And uh, at the time uh, period where they were going to start to discuss, what was uh, Dan Scavino's role? At the time, I believe his title was social media director for the White House. It became deputy chief of staff um, at the time that the conversation in question took place. Okay. And when was that? The conversation was around December 19th of 2020 uh, at the White House Christmas party. And I uh, emphasized him. I thought that the... um, the, the claims and the ability to challenge uh, the election results was essentially over because he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump and everyone understood the boss. Um, that's what we all called him. Um, he said the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And I said to him, well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize. And he said, we don't care. So it seems like nothing sticks to this guy as a defense attorney of several decades here. Does how much further does along the road does this get you? Uh, as a, a prosecutor, it doesn't get me very far because uh, as a as a def- defendant of uh, Trump, I would say that what Jenna Ellis just told us is nothing but hearsay and therefore inadmissible unless the speaker comes forward and attest to what specifically Trump had told him. Um, Otherwise, it's inadmissible hearsay. Just office gossip. That's all it is. Sidney Powell, the impression that I got from from the proffer, that at least the one that was reported uh, from Sidney Powell, was that Sidney Powell kind of believed that she's going to plead guilty, but she's going to plead guilty to illegally participating in a in a uh, break in an attempt to get data from um, uh, some county in in Georgia, um, my impression is that really she's not offering the the prosecutor any type of of evidence that hooks Trump into this. It, it was almost as though um, she believed in what she was doing was right. Um, and and she believed that Trump believed that, you know, that there was some kind of evidence of fraud, which really doesn't help them un- under those circumstances. So I'm not sure that what I've heard from from Jenna Ellis and, and Sidney Powell is really 
anything that the prosecutor can use um, other than, you know, taking the plea of guilty, which they did. Uh, but I don't see that there's anything worthwhile here, at least at what I heard, uh, that would be uh, of interest to them in order to shave off any kind of, of time on on their pleas. So I will see. I mean, um, I, I don't know. Um, but that's exactly the take I had. Uh, yeah, I've not practiced law in 23 years, but I had the same reaction that I believe what she's saying. I be- it's like, you know, it's like trying to get a mob boss that the smart ones always have a go between person so that it's always going to be. Well, I've never said anything. I never ordered someone to be you know, whacked. I've never ordered this or that. It came from Big Tony. Didn't come from me. And it kind of feels like the same thing. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I clearly people told Trump that there was no fraud in the electoral process. Um, and that Biden was properly elected. Now, whether or not he wants to accept that, that's a different a different issue. Whether or not he participated in conspiracies to overthrow the government, et cetera, that's that's a whole separate issue. But but Sidney Powell, um, I, I think she believed that what she was that what she did was right. Now, of course, now she's saying, well, no, it was wrong. Um, but I think that she's kind of saying what I was telling Trump is what I believed was the correct thing and what we should be doing yeah. under these circumstances. And there was fraud, et cetera. So, you know, why wouldn't he believe it? Now, of course, he made the mistake of saying, well, Sidney Powell never represented me. Well, that's a problem, too. Right. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. All right, Probably man. shouldn't have said that. Uh, right. Always, uh, always helpful. Thank you, Chet. You bet. Good talking to you. 324 DGS every Tuesday at 4 p.m. We do the think tank where we have a conservative and a Democrat and uh, we talk about the issues of the day. Today we have Alvin Reed and uh, David Barklidge, who is new to the show. So that will be interesting. Uh, Rachel almost wrecked last night. Well, yeah, because, well, I was I was in a different continent whenever the daylight savings time happened. So I hadn't like driven at night in a while. So last night driving home from work, it was dark whenever I left, which, you know, obviously hasn't happened since like back in March. And I just can't see at night. (laughs) I just, I was uh, going down Hampton and, you know, oncoming traffic. It's like, I can't see, especially if someone has their brights on. I'm like, what's going to happen here, people? It's just such an adjustment every year at wintertime whenever that happens. People have their brights on in the city? Sometimes people are dumb, Kevin. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes people. I hate those people so much. I can always count on him. <laughs> you made Kevin sad. Got like, him. If you have your brights on, like in a in a rural area, like a dark road. All right, you know, I did that the other night. We were going somewhere, and it, like, okay, there might be deer, and I want to see if there's any. Yeah, in the city, there's lights everywhere. I think sometimes people just get like stuck. They don't realize it's on, or maybe they don't care. But I don't know. Mm. Well, let me take your wrath. Uh, I drove home from KU a few weeks ago at night and got home and realized my brights were on the whole time. Oh, Dave. <laughs> Yeah. Weren't people like Damn flashing it. you? No, because it's a big divided highway. Oh. So it would really only so bother you... you if I was behind you. Oh, okay. gotcha. All right. yeah. Well, that's different then. And I don't stay behind people for very long. Keep uh, <laughs> all moving, man. <laughs> Query If you are happy during a dream, does it count? Yes. What? Like as true happiness? Mm-hmm. Oh. Can you add that to your happiness scale or did it not count because it was a dream? That doesn't count because it was a dream. Oh, I disagree. I think it happened. It totally counts because sometimes some of the happiest times I've been have been in my dreams. I mean, I don't know if that sounds sad or what, but a little, 
Well, you wake up and you're just like, oh my gosh, that was so incredible. Like, I'm so thankful that I got to have that experience. Um, I don't really recall being happy. Yeah, well, in in dreams, I don't really recall a lot of like those kind of like emotions. What do you have? I recall like being uncomfortable in dreams, right? Or, uh, or. So then, how can you so decidedly say like, well, it doesn't count towards your actual happiness if you've never had a happy dream? Because it's not real. Did you? That's like that was like that was me. That's like saying I imagined I imagined I had great success in life, and that counts towards me being happy. It's like no, you don't. No, but you're experiencing it in the dream. Yeah. What were you saying, Dave? I'm sorry. I think I talked. Did do you count the discomfort as a part of your experience? Hmm. No, because it didn't. Dreams don't count. Yeah, it didn't actually happen. I woke up and I was like, man, if that had really happened, I would have been really uncomfortable. But it didn't. It can't. This is questions messing me up. Because sometimes after, like, you're having a really cool dream, like, there's been dreams where, like, I can really run fast gorilla with the gorilla running. running yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> there are times I've even been able to, like, fly, like, jump and, like, float. Tra- I'm so pissed when I wake up. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I didn't get to finish that story. Other times you're having a crappy dream and you wake up, you're like, whew, thank God. That's great. I'm happy to be awake. Do you think both count or neither? I think they knew they balance out. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think the, re- the waking stuff matters more. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back, guys. DGS 335. Yesterday, we kicked off our Hardee's Operation Food Search campaign. Today, I was on with my buddy Timmy Zell on Fox 2 in the 9 a.m., uh, all you have to do is go to Hardee's anytime between now and December 15th. We will do our final show live out at the Hardee's in Mid Rivers Mall Drive, and uh, we'll have some brand new logo t shirts for you. We'll sell those to you at a little elevated, nothing crazy price. Uh, all you have to do is give them a dollar, and you get the DGS Christmas sticker, which is uh, brand new. Never done this one before. And you can see it if you go to our social media, Rage Facebook. Facebook page. And you can check it out. Uh, please give more than a dollar if you can afford it. Give five, give ten, give, give twenty, or go back multiple times. You can also round up. We typically try to get about ten grand in on the first week. And when I saw Judy today from Operation Food Search, she let me know that a very generous, kind soul from the DGS donated $25,000 yesterday. Incredible. I'm, Yay. I'm thinking Dave Murray. 
I just had uh, that same I, thought. I can't tell you. I can't tell you. Yeah, well played. <laughs> well played. <laughs> I love the sticker, though. The yeah. sticker is great. It's really good. That's yeah. a hint, Rachel. It's a hint. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I keep getting credit for this sticker. No, <laughs> no, I think it's a hint to send me. Oh, one. okay, yeah. I can do that. <laughs> she didn't get that hint. No. <laughs> I'm like, she's, oh, gosh. She's trying to take you. all the credit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> yes, I did flawlessly design Joe, this one. She was in was Japan like, when we put this thing I out. Was, earlier I was like, I didn't design the sticker. And you're like, yes, you did. Yeah, Good job. Dave was like, all Everyone I did was say yes. Been saying I just it's the best wanted you to make, make you feel better for the big fight you had with Amy. So It was cats versus dogs. Man, it was a good one. <laughs> Literally, the conversation was cats versus yeah, dogs. It really was. Davey, a and cat I think person I won, at all? So. I, I've had <laughs> cats before a long, 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 long time ago. But I, you know what? I like cats, mm-hmm. but I'm much more of a dog person. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. 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 I just don't like whenever people are like shutting down all cats. I think that's wrong. Oh, it's discrimination. So do I. So do I. I mean, let's be honest. Ron and Amy like to troll. A little Especially bit. Ron. And when they team up but, together like that, yeah, it's like, you know, it's a suspicious they when they high-fived. agree. Yeah. Yeah, but Ronji is a cat. Like, <laughs> I he's a, he's, he a, he's a cat he human is. being. He's a yeah. cat boy. <laughs> he's only going to do what he wants. Doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. He's a cat boy. <laughs> so I don't good. understand. Yeah. yeah good. Cat, I just don't get it why he would boy. hate cats. Andrew, before we jump into Dave's forecast, speaking of cats, Garfield mm-hmm. with uh, Chris, Bo- Pratt. Chris Pratt is out, yeah. and you have a take. Yeah, it's just so. First of all, let me start by saying we've already had that. We've done this before. We've already had the perfect Garfield. It's Lorenzo Music, right? The original voice of Garfield from you know the old cartoons. Garfield, uh, Garfield goes to Thanksgiving. I love it. Andrew's like, now we've settled this. Lorenzo <laughs> <Yeah>. Music. <laughs> yeah. This is settled this science. Everyone knows Lorenzo this Music. This was supposed to be a thirty-second cute little thing. He's like, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> no, the voice. Uh, first of all, why are you? Why is he just doing the Chris Pratt voice? Why is he? He just sounds like Chris Pratt. I thought he'd at least do a little affectation, like a little on the, you know, Lorenzo music side, to be honest. A, a little deepening of the voice or a lazying of the voice or something. It's just Chris Pratt. However, that baby Garfield from the beginning of the trailer. Very cute. Yowza. That is, that is, I teared up at the baby Garfield. Oh, my <laughs> Lord. I really did. I got, like, really. I, we, you, you, we it was a dream, seen... Andrew. It was all a dream. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah. It's not real. There's no baby Garfield. <laughs> We've only seen baby Garfield a couple of times throughout uh, uh, history, and, boy, this depiction of baby Garfield. Sometimes, I know what really somebody's something. getting for Christmas. Really something. It, it really hits me. I went to law school at Wash U, and I'm about to turn 60, and my job is talking to a guy who's like, now, baby Garfield. Yeah. Yowza. Your, your best friend tears. is a Garfield-obsessed millennial. Yes. <laughs> he, is, he is so cute in that trailer. And it's like, it just. He is cute. I will give you that. And he comes in out of the, out of the rain, and John gives him some food, and that's how he gets a baby. John, John is so sad having the pizza by himself at the table and then Garfield shows well, up. because John is pathetic. I mean, John is pathetic <laughs> even with Garfield. This has long been established. John is a hero to it's, pathetic it's men Garfield everywhere. Cannon. I don't even yeah, want to know Garfield what the Cannon. thoughts are on Odie. I like Odie. Odie doesn't get enough respect, I think, through the greater fandom. Wow, this because is out of hand. Uh, you have man. no idea. What about uh, Nerval or whatever? Nerval. Nerval. Nerval's a classic. <laughs> Normal gets packed up and shipped out to uh, Abu Dhabi. I spend all day with this guy. <laughs> yeah. He is subconsciously, like, affecting. Oh, we're all getting dumber. Yeah. <laughs> No, Nermal's Nermal, great. Nermal serves as a... He won't let it go. He just won't let it go. No, no. Who the hell is Nermal? 
Normal, it's great. Don't worry, would you ask another question? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have to cut this off. I was enjoying the dissertation. Thanks thanks for coming to his TED Talk. Uh, day before the local forecast is tomorrow, the winter forecast? Tomorrow is the winter forecast. We nice. had to move it up uh, one day because of Billiken basketball. Yeah, excited. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you, one of, my, one of my favorite pieces of artwork, and I'm not a big art guy, but it's a Jim Davis, personalized to me, Garfield. What? I love it. Did I you get that on uh, GMA? Yeah, I did get it when I was on GMA. I, wow. I interviewed him, and uh, it's Garfield with an umbrella and little raindrops, and there's a sign in the background that says fair, you know, like fair weather, but it also fair. could be a fair. It, uh, it's really cool. It's very cool. Are layers. you so jealous? I'm a little jealous. <laughs> a tiny bit. I'll take a picture of it, Andrew, and send it to you. Thank you. Please the, do. The closest thing I have is I caught COVID from the guy that does Mario's voice. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is what happened. It's a me, yeah. COVID. It's like getting eczema from Spider-Man. <laughs> Did he pass away? No, yeah. he, uh, no he's not dead. Spider-Man's dead. Spider-Man's dead, sure. But I, thought, no. I thought he passed away. Charles Martinet? No, he um, he has... So they phrased oh, it in a really weird God. way. They said that he has passed on from doing Mario's voice oh. to being a Mario ambassador, but they, they worded it as he passed on into this role, so everybody's like, oh my God, he's dead, and they're like, no, he's not dead, he's fine. Oh, okay. He just, he basically, he retired from doing the voice of Mario. They have a new guy now. He's, he's great. One more so question. So, and, Andrew, is there not any room left in your brain? It's completely filled with Garfield and Spider-Man. So it, 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 when, I, when I learn a new thing, it pushes a little bit of Garfield out, so I don't know. <laughs> so, you, so you avoid it. Yeah, so whenever yeah. possible. Uh, I know I'm going to lose a little Garfield. You know who's almost as bad as Andrew is Tony Colombo. He loves yes. Garfield, too. Mm-hmm. Really? And he, when he was a, a young man, he would write comics called Skinny Cat. Yeah, which back was a, when he was at SIU. <laughs> it was, yeah. I think he was a little younger than that. Y- young man <laughs> implies that he was like 24. Maybe he was like 9 or 10. But he wrote a comic called Skinny Cat, and he brought it in one day, and that was that was an adorable day. It was. the Skinny Cat comics. <laughs> I'm going to say this. It was terrible. <laughs> well, he was it a had, child. It had no storyline. <laughs> well, he, uh, he lifted a couple jokes from I Garfield. I, I was like, this one's just a Garfield well, one. I think Skinny Cat literally loved lasagna. I yeah. think that was part of his <laughs> it was very personality. <laughs> Okie doke. Anyway. Okay. Thank the, you very much. The That's the weather. <laughs> Nerval. Oh, Nerval. my God. Yep. That's what I said. <laughs> so, Dave, our, uh, our in-studio weather guy, Wheels, was saying it's going to be colder for Thanksgiving. Can you confirm or deny? No, I'm not going that far out yet. Yeah. Okay. That's not where Wheels it. makes his money. He's willing to go crazy. <laughs> I am taking the risks, man, because I have no reputation to risk. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we looking like for the week? Yeah, well, we're warm again tomorrow, 69 degrees, 45 tomorrow night. Thursday, warm again, 69 degrees. Then a very weak cool front comes by Thursday night. It's weak as far as moisture is concerned. It's got a pretty good temperature change with it. But cloudy skies Thursday night, maybe a sprinkle, maybe a little light rain shower, 48. Kind of brings up my old uh, saying, drought keeps drought going. And that's where we are right now, because November we've had like nothing. However, Friday will be cooler. 55 degrees for the high on Friday. Maybe a sprinkle in the morning, but otherwise it's cooler. That's the big deal. Over the weekend, sunny skies each day will be in the mid to upper 50s. Good weekend coming up.
Cool. Very awesome. good. Want to do a couple stories, Rich? Sure. Headlines is brought to you by Schnucks. Get personalized savings delivered to you in an instant with the Schnucks Rewards app. So if you're flying somewhere for Thanksgiving, expect big crowds at the airports because AAA is predicting more than 4.7 million Americans are flying over Thanksgiving weekend. That's the most since 2005 and a 6.6% increase over last year. I know you're going out of town wheels, but you're driving, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We try to time it so that we're not driving either on Wednesday or Sunday. Yeah, that's a good idea. Because even though it's a busy week in general, I mean, when you're when you've got an eight-hour drive or whatever, it's I mean, especially through certain places like going through Nashville is a joke and things like that. So it's better than flying, though. Anything flying is awful. My brother, my sister, and my brother-in-law are going to be flying, and my dad's got to go pick them up at the airport in Atlanta, and that's going to be it's going to be. He's gonna be gone for three hours. We when we went through Atlanta for a layover, I just I wasn't prepared for it. Oh, Atlanta's chaos. I've never seen anything like it. It's chaos. <laughs> it's like a city. You know what though? The whole city's chaos. The mm. airport, the roads. Yeah, it's yeah. it is it is one of the most bizarre, seemingly out of control places. Yeah. I have a question for you. It's apropos to old guys like me and Dave. Uh mm. we've always grown up with here's the life expectancy for men and women. What is the the current life expectancy for men? In the United States. Little quiz. 74. I was going to go 78. It has always been 78 to 79, and it is now down to 73.2. Wow. wow. Is that because of COVID? I guess. They were they were talking about it's this and it's that and so forth, but isn't that amazing? Yeah. Man, I don't have much time left. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think women are... You should get off like, the phone right now. Yeah. <laughs> Women are at like 79 or something because yeah. yeah. I saw there was a six-year age I, yes. I wonder if nobody ever posts it, but I wonder if this is one of those cases where like the average is probably the less um, reflective number compared to the mean. Oh, you, don't you know get I mean? all fancy on no, us. Just saying, yeah, like, we don't know what that means. The average that. counts somebody that, you know, <laughs> dies of a heart attack at 50 and it die, you know, or somebody has cancer in their 40s or whatever. Yeah. That, that counts all that in the average. Sure. But, I mean, I think. Yeah, I would be more interested in when people <laughs> die of old age-related causes. Right. What do you guess that is? 80s? Uh, I would say like 83. Yeah. There's an island in Greece where something like three-fourths of people live to 90 and above. Wow. Dang. Japan's like that too, right? Mm. Yeah. It is. Clean eating and clean living and, you know, very little sugar, lots of olive oil, that whole kind of thing. But is it worth it? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. Like, eat our would you trade all the good food away for yes. six more years? Dave, about an hour ago, Chef Cliff from Capital Grill brought in $30 an ounce Kobe beef. Oh, my goodness. You ever had it? <laughs> I have never had it. It but was I, nuts. Yeah, I see it every once in a while, and I think... I should try that. And then I was like, no, I shouldn't. No, no, well, no, no, no. You, you live in a world where Dave Murray from uh, Good Morning America hasn't had it, but Andrew has. <laughs> there you go. The Garf boy. But he, has, <laughs> but he has a sketch from Jim Davis. So, I mean, yeah. he really yeah. the balances winner. it out. Yeah. yeah. All right, Dave. Thanks. All righty. 353 DCS. God, it's gorgeous right now. It'll be dark in 15 minutes. Uh, we have the Think Tank coming up today with Alvin Reed, David Barklidge, who's not been on the show before. Looking forward to meeting Dave. Um, 
What was I going to talk about? What was I going to talk about? You threw me off, Rachel. I'm sorry. Your Japanese thing. I know. I was telling another story from my trip. I know I'm annoying. <laughs> She's a, so anyway, we're like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> I like the stories. Thanks, Wheeler. Shut up, Wheeler. Um, <laughs> says the guy that had 18,000 Metallica stories from a two-day show. Oh, my God. She's gone for two weeks. You that one. <laughs> <laughs> I it saw was, the, the pictures on Twitter. Like, you guys, this one time. Days, it was like, yeah, yeah. you know what that reminds me of? Like, James Hetfield. You know like, yeah. yeah. You know what happened in the middle? <laughs> it, was, it was Wednesday. He was like, there was so many people. <laughs> we saw the singer from Ice Nine Kills in our section. Man, you want to feel old? Yeah. It's been 30 years since John Benet Ramsey. That wow. can't be. Wow. 30 years. <sighs> that crazy? Mm-hmm. So they are, they've done DNA tests, which I guess were unavailable until now. Um, that has been a crazy thing. Remember, I think it was CBS did the thing where they blamed the fruity little brother. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sued them, I think, successfully for like a million bucks. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. That's all he got, though? Yeah, I think so. Man. The mom was a big target. I kind of wanted it to be her. And uh, the dad was a target. And uh, remember the really creepy floaty guy that confessed to it? Skinny little dude. And they went and got him in the Philippines. And it turns out he made the whole thing up. Jeez. Which, why? Right? Uh, d- Google him. Yeah. Just take yeah. a look at him. He's something. He's something else. 30 years. That is nuts. Crazy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 